This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, it was close. It was very close. As we signed off on June 30th, the Friday before the 4th of July, we told you that uh, we would take a little break for the 4th, and like most people did. But if something big happened, uh, we would be back. I would drag uh, Ironhead's ass back from the deep woods of New Hampshire and we would give you a show and uh, I was close Ironhead. I know, I know you weren't uh, particularly worried. You were probably in a drunken stupor up there. Uh, I don't know, hunting. Were you, were you shooting things this weekend? Did I was, you get, was, there's got two, all the guns. Two days I was gonna, but then I remembered I lost him in the boating accident, but it rained anyway. So I wouldn't have been able to go. Um, yeah. You don't, you don't hunt in the rain. <laughs> what kind of self-respecting <laughs> woodsman doesn't go out there and hunt in the rain? I don't hunt at all. I can't do it. You just shoot. What do you shoot? Beer cans? Tar- what do you do with all those ARs you have? You go to get targets, you know, a nice. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Gun range uh, in Maine. But uh, when the news broke that they found cocaine in the white house, I was very close to calling you, but you know, I figured we'd just wait, let, let it play out. You know why? Because there was no mystery. There was no question. The whole the whole charade of acting as if there were an investigation and who could have left the cocaine in the room near the Oval near the West Wing and the idea that it was anybody but Hunter Biden was comical watching the media scramble and listening to Jake Sullivan say it could have been those construction workers, could have been anyone. Uh, that is a lie. That is a lie. We are here today to solve the mystery of the cocaine in the White House. It was the, oh, let me see, the known crackhead, the known cocaine user with um, unlimited access to the White House. If you're watching along with us on Locals, you're watching Hunter Biden take a little bump, a little snort on the balcony at the White House while his uh, parents and his wife and children are watching the fireworks. He's he's doing a little toot. There he is. Um, and I think most people, at least if you've been around for a while, you've known somebody who has enjoyed cocaine, who has uh, been lost to cocaine. I had a good friend. I still have a good friend. I'm not sure where he is. Uh, we have trouble keeping track of him, but we lost him to coke a few years ago. He just couldn't stop. He just loved it. He did it all the time. And here's what I can tell you. He looked just like Hunter Biden. He acted just like Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden on the balcony at the White House is 100% coked out. That's a fact, and everybody knows it. There's no debating here. There's no questioning. People like Anna Navarro, who said uh, um, Hunter, uh, Hunter Biden had uh, overcome his addiction, had beaten it, and his loving father helped him beat it. Well, first of all, his father is, is a terrible father. We've already gone over that. Secondly, he beat nothing. Hunter Biden is still a cokehead. So Hunter Biden left the coke in the White House. Uh, if, you, if you were at all curious, it's very simple. If you're all confused, one, he's the guy who we know does coke. He's the guy who was clearly on coke. Two, he had the family only access to the White House. The Visitors that they talk about construction workers or other visitors or media people, they don't get to go into the special VIP entrance. They have to empty their pockets. Dan Bongino, former Secret Service guy, now superstar radio podcast host, made this clear. It's very simple. Only Hunter or Hunter's family 
got this family, got to go in this family entrance where they didn't have to empty their pockets, where they didn't get searched, where they didn't get scanned. That was reserved for family only. So there is no question that it was a family member who brought it in. I don't know. You think it was the little kid that his wife is holding on the balcony? You think it was Jill? I don't think so. Um, You know, I I have no respect for Jill. She's a horrible uh, mother and a horrible wife, but I don't think she's on coke. I know Hunter Biden is on cocaine. So we had to go through this whole charade for the whole week. And it one and, and one attempt to throw people off the scent after another. They were all uh, ridiculous, uh, laughable. Perhaps uh, the best was Corinne Jean-Pierre. Cringe Jean-Pierre went before the assembled media and lied. I understand that's part of the job. She's a paid liar. That's her job. But this was so brazen and and so ridiculous. It I I, I immediately I sent this to Hunt, I sent this to to Ironhead and said, I can't believe what I just heard. We must play this. We must uh, try to make sense of it. She just flat out lies. She said the Biden family was not at the White House. Now now before we play it, why would she say this? knowing that they could fact check and say, no, Hunter was at the White House on Friday. They know, everyone knew Hunter was there. Everyone knows it's Hunter's Coke. And her way of defending him or attempting to explain it away was by saying he wasn't there. Okay, we've uh, fact checked. You're wrong. He was there. Next question. It's just so absurd. Here's, here's the, the, here's all you need to know. Everyone knows it's Hunter's. They have video. They have fingerprints. They know. It's Hunter Biden's Coke. But if they confirm it, and by the way, the investigation ends today, or should I say the cover-up ends today, everyone knows there's no real investigation. Everyone knows they will not tell us the truth. That's how bad things have gotten for the Biden administration. We know they're lying. They know, we know they're lying. Everyone knows we're lying. Everyone knows this is just another cover-up to protect the most protected man in America, Hunter Biden. If they admit, if they allow the investigation to go on uh, without interfering, obstructing, and they admit it's Hunter's Coke, he violates the agreement he made with the uh, DOJ to get uh, the two misdemeanors and the gun diversion. That violates it. He allegedly has to stay sober for that agreement to to stay in place. We know that's not going to happen. We know that would never happen. But we just assumed he'd continue to do crack, smoke crack, get drunk, and and he'd be protected, as always. But in this case, he, he, he was so irresponsible, he was probably so stoned that he left the coke there, and now they have to cover up or he goes to jail. It is amazing the lengths they'll go to protect this scumbag. If they admit it's his coke, he violates the agreement, and he must serve jail time. And as we all know, Hunter Biden will never, ever serve jail time. So we're seeing a cover-up, a blatant, obvious cover-up in real time. If there's any announcement at all about the cocaine and who possessed it, it will be a lie. If they tell the truth, Hunter must go to jail. So we're, we're seeing yet another, we know that they, they, they obstructed the IRS investigation into uh, his tax fraud. We know he didn't pay taxes for years. We know he set up these shell companies. We know he and his father took bribes from Ukraine the people covering up for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are working overtime. They're working feverishly. 
and it's never going to end there. It, it can't end. The cover up can't end or Hunter Biden goes to jail and Joe Biden gets impeached. Do you really think they're ever going to allow that to happen? We've already seen, we've already seen just how corrupt the DOJ, the IRS is the special prosecutor, uh, Merrick Garland. We know their job is to protect Joe Biden. Their job is getting tougher every day because this family is so corrupt, but they're not going to stop. They're not going to suddenly say, yeah, it's Hunter's Coke. See you, Hunter. Well, maybe we'll visit you in jail, scumbag. That will never, ever happen. That's why Hunter Biden is front row center on the balcony, on Marine One, on Air Force One. It's a giant middle finger saying, you can't touch me. I'm a Biden. My man, my, man, my dad, my, the, the big guy has my back. So we know what we're going to get today. If they indeed conclude the investigation and uh, make any kind of announcement, will be another flat out lie. That's <laughs> that's the way America looks at the at our current administration, our current president, is nothing is on the level. Nothing. What we're going to get today is just another lie. But listen to this. I, I, I was, this blew my mind. Obviously, we listen to Kareem Jean-Pierre all the time, tell lie after lie. Obviously, she's really bad at the job, really dishonest, really duplicitous. But this was remarkable, even by her standards. Go ahead, play it, Ironhead. We're not avoiding the question. That is not true. We've answered this question, litigated this question for the last two days exhaustively. Um, You know, there has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family. And uh, and so I got to call that out here. And I have been very clear. I was clear uh, two days ago when talking about this over and over again as I was being asked a question, as you know, and media outlets reported this. The Biden family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. They were not here Friday. They were not here Saturday. They were not here Sunday. They were not even here Monday. They came back on Tuesday. So to ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. And and um, I'll just leave it there. Okay. Yeah. Just leave it there. Incredibly irresponsible. Just let this lying liar just continue to lie. Here's here's how you know they're guilty. They never say it wasn't the Biden, you know, it wasn't Hunter's. It wasn't the Biden families. It wasn't their Coke. It was not their Coke. They never said it because they can't say it. They know it's his. They know they have it. They have the, it's on video. They know they have fingerprints. They have DNA. They know who had access to that spot. And they know it's Hunter Biden or maybe Joe Biden. Would that shock anybody if Joe Biden had the same, got the same boost as his crackhead son? Look at this video. If you're not watching along with us, this is the same thing, my friend. Pacing, moving, sweating, rubbing his face, you know, kind of ashen look on his face, kind of bug-eyed. That's the face of a crackhead. That's the face of a coke fiend on coke right there. What you're looking at right there. And by the way, he can't even make it to the men's room. He's he's doing a toot on the balcony. (laughs) Look at the hand through the hair. I mean, right there, he, he, this guy thinks he's he's fooling somebody. I don't know. Maybe he thinks, you know, Fareed Zakaria is buying what he's saying. But most people look at that and say, oh, my God, the guy is coked out of his mind. So we know who did it. That's clear. We know he'll pay no price. We know the investigation is a sham, just like all the other investigations into the thoroughly corrupt Biden family. But I have to say. This has been an incredible week, an incredible weekend, two weekends, an incredible week. It could not have gone much worse. 
for the Biden administration. We can run down this week that was for the Biden family, for the Biden administration, for Joe Biden. And I think when I finish this list, I think we can all agree. I've been saying it for months now that he will not be the nominee. I think we're all going to agree. By the end of today, we're all going to agree he cannot be the nominee. He will not be the nominee. I'm starting to think he's not going to make it to the end of this term. He is just so fragile. He's so corrupt. He's so dishonest. He's just such an embarrassment. This morning, if you missed it, he arrived in, in London, met with Prince Charles. Prince Charles had to take him by the arm to walk like 12 feet. He went up two flights of stairs and he struggled to do that. He is stiff. He is old. He's frail. He's fragile. And on top of that, He's thoroughly corrupt. So it's all, the walls are finally closing. I'll give you a quick rundown. We can get to all of this. I'm not sure how we can do this in 53 minutes, Ironhead. Can you place a call to Newsmax, see if we can do like six hours today? And then we'll take the rest of the week off. I could do, <laughs> I could do six hours today, and I'm not kidding. Uh, obviously, the cocaine was the big story that is just not going away. You have the judge ordering the Biden administration to stop censoring Americans, stop violating the First Amendment rights. And then you have the Biden administration appealing because they want to continue to censor uh, Americans, including, by the way, named in uh, by name, Robert Kennedy Jr. (laughs) They have to stop censoring Americans, including his most formidable uh, primary opponent. But it was a remarkable ruling over a holiday weekend by a judge who made it clear that these that this this tyrant in the White House will stop at nothing to uh, to deny Americans their First Amendment rights. We have the perhaps the most pathetic video, and we'll get to it of Joe Biden on the beach. I need to know who thought that was a good idea. You want to make him seem like just a regular Joe? You put him on the beach, tell him to take his shirt off, tell him to uh, attempt to walk across sand. This guy can't walk across the, the, the South Lawn without looking like he's going to fall down and break a hip. Break a hip. They have him on the beach. The video uh, kind, of, um, kind of appears the same day that Donald Trump is in Vegas at a UFC event with Dana White entering a packed arena to American Badass by Kid Rock, and the place goes wild. The contrast could not be greater. Trump obviously is no kid. He's 77 years old and he's not in good shape. Trump would never. And I mean, he's done some dumb things. Can you imagine Trump appearing on a beach in a bathing suit shirtless? I mean, it wouldn't be a good look and he knows it. Somehow Joe Biden thought he should appear on a beach on the 4th of July weekend without his shirt on. It is really embarrassing, but not nearly as embarrassing as the reaction. Um, to it from Ironhead's favorite um, social media influencer, Brian Krasenstein. We will get to that. It's incredible. Here's the real bad news. If you're Biden politically, obviously criminally, he's responsible. Obviously we know he's taken bribes. We know he set up the shell companies. We know he sold out the country, but politically, if I have this correct in the last three days, Here's who has turned on Joe Biden in the mainstream media at some level, to some degree. The New York Times, that was a big one for Maureen Dowd. We'll get to it. The Atlantic, which is basically, you know, the school paper for Biden high. The Atlantic, Axios, which has a big story today 
about Joe Biden's temper, uh, him exploding, snapping on people, which I just say Joe Biden's uh, more evidence of dementia, and CNN, while sucking on Biden's toes, managed to uh, make it clear that he is not fit to run again. Those uh, that's that's those four outlets, I would say, are the top four outlets when it comes to propping up, covering up, uh, propagandizing on the in, on behalf of Joe Biden. They're all turning on him to some extent. We can get to those. I want to get to the. Uh, I'm going to get to Jake Sullivan blaming construction workers. That's when you're blaming construction workers for something found in a restricted area in the White House. You know you got nothing. You are desperate. Oh man, do we have so much to get? Do we get the most, the creepiest video from Joe Biden, which was doctored a little bit, but we're going to play it anyway because it is mind blowing. Just how tone deaf the man is. We'll give you some of the details of his, uh, of the way he treats his staff. This is a guy who said, if anyone re- mistreats anybody on his staff, will be fired immediately. Well, I guess you got to fire yourself, Joe, because you are just a monster. You are a bully to your staff. We got uh, Tucker Carlson with Russell Brand in a great podcast. I'm telling you, I used to hate Russell Brand. You know, I hated more than uh, anyone. I hated Bill Maher and Russell Brand. And now they're like my two of my favorites. The world has gone upside down. Janet Yellen, that little Dr. Seuss character who's about three feet tall, is bowing in one of the most embarrassing videos to the vice chair, uh, vice premier in China. Just uncomfortable video we can get to. And uh, it is a sad day. Well, I get, it's, I get mixed emotions today. You know, one of my favorites, Purple Head Kaepernick, Megan Rapinoe, announced she's retiring. Didn't she already announce that, by the way? And who cares? Anyway, as she's retiring, a lot of, you know, the sports media is upset because, you know, when she leaves the stage, who's going to be the big voice for men in women's sports, for men in women's locker rooms? That's one of her strongest... Uh, uh, beliefs, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get to some good news about Larry Nasser. You know the uh, creepy sports doctor who liked to rape little gymnasts or sexually molest little gymnasts. Tough day for uh, Larry Nasser. We'll get to that and all this, and we'll try to jam it into oh, fifty three minutes. I don't know, Ironhead. It's going to be a tough one. But uh, first, uh, excuse me. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC 14 T tip up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game changing firearm is perfect with those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC 14 T features an ingenious tip up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip up barrel, lock it back down and you are ready to fire. The MC 14 T is chambered in 380 ACP boasting a 13 plus one round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. That's eaacorp.com. Oh, man, do we... 
Where do we go here? Where do we go? Let me see. <sighs> cluster bombs. I forgot about the cluster bombs. We're sending cluster bombs to Ukraine. That's that's my list. I got like 10 things that have uh, that just, hey, no pun intended, exploded on the Biden administration over the weekend or over the last week. That's just a minor footnote. Joe Biden said out loud, we're running out of ammunition. We're running out of ammunition. We're the United States of America. We have an eight, well, a $900 billion defense budget. And the commander in chief just said, we're running out of admission, uh, ammunition. And we're sending cluster bombs, which are illegal, uh, according to 120 countries, which the U.S. said were inhumane. And now we're sending them to Ukraine so Ukraine could kill more civilians because, you know, Russia's killing civilians. We want to kill as many civilians as we can before some sanity returns and someone tries to end this war. It might take an election of a new president, but Biden just can't get enough killing in Ukraine. We can get to that, too. But this is Jake Tapper. You want to know why they, I mean, this, again, this guy's a sleazeball, total uh, Russia hoaxer, sleazeball, lying dirtbag. But his job is impossible. He's being asked about the national security implications of the cocaine found in the White, found in the White House. And listen what he says. It's just so laughable. Go ahead. Jake, five days after cocaine was found here in the White House, congressional Republicans seem like they're very close to launching some sort of formal investigation. I'm curious from a national security perspective, Wayne, what was your reaction when the drugs were found? And B, was there any risk to security, either to the president, to your staff, anybody that would work out of the sit room for this stuff to be so close to where you were? So first, I would refer to the Secret Service when it comes to questions of the security of the president. I won't speak to that. Second, I would make a point about the Situation Room, because I think there's been a lot of questionable reporting on this. The Situation Room is not in use and has not been in use for months because it is currently under construction. We are using uh, an alternate Situation Room in the Eisenhower Executive Office building. So the only people coming in and going out of the sit room in this period have been workers who are getting it ready to go. By the way, it's on time and on schedule to be uh, to be uh, back on station here in the not too distant future. But no, there was no issue with the situation room relative to this. And then finally, uh, look, we have rigorous drug testing policies at the White House. We have rigorous drug use <laughs> policies here at the White House. We take those extremely seriously. So we'll let the investigation unfold if it involves someone from the White House, the appropriate consequences will ensue. If it involves some visitor who came in and left it, then that's a different matter uh, that raises a different set of questions that are less relevant to, to my line of work. Um, so here's what, here's what Joe Biden did right. He hired the biggest bunch of sleazeballs. He surrounded himself with liars who have no problem lying for him. We have rigorous drug testing. Okay, question for you, Jake. Has Joe Biden, has Hunter Biden been tested? Of course not. He's not on that staff. He's just a bag man for the crime family. Of course he wasn't tested. That creep you just heard from knows Hunter Biden. And he tries to throw people off by saying, oh, there's been lots of workers here through the white construction workers. You know, those guys, they've been known to do a little tootski. They're drug tested. They're searched. They empty their pockets when they empty the white, enter the white house. Uh, uh, Hunter Biden does not, but let's all, pretend. Let's all go along with this charade. Let's defend the biggest piece of garbage in the, in the world, Hunter Biden. By the way, we'll get to the New York Times. Maureen Dowd turns on uh, 
turns on uh, Biden this weekend. Obviously, she's another sycophant. Obviously, the New York Times does not allow a whole lot of criticism of Biden. She did. She she uh, the headlines, the best part. It says it's seven grandkids, Joe, seven grandkids. Now, I've been obsessed with this. I admit it. I admit this is this. This drives me crazy because. We heard during the election over and over during the campaign of 2020 that he was going to restore decency and honor and respect to the White House. I have an easier time understanding why a man would take a five million dollar bribe, why a man would send his crackhead son over the overseas as a bagman to make millions for his family. That's just a, a venal guy looking to cash in this is. It, it, I don't understand. I, I don't think I'll ever understand. And again, I know I'm a little obsessed with it, but it blows my mind. I did a tweet about my mother on July 5th. It would have been an 87th birthday. I know this would have blown her mind. She lived for her grandkids. Most, that, that's not unusual. Most uh, old folks, most people, 80, 75, 80, live for their grandchildren. They can't imagine not having a relationship with their grandchild, let alone dis- denouncing them, disowning them, denying they exist. This is really weird to me. I, obviously, it's a reflection of what kind of man he is. He's a soulless, cruel, callous man. We know that now. We know the biggest lie of the campaign was he was a decent man, a good family man. He is not. He's a terrible father and obviously a terrible grandfather. But I don't get the motive. I look at motive. Motive means opportunity. You know, I look at this. What is the motive for denying your own grandchild? What is the motive for not just, you don't have to have a relationship with her. You just admit you have the grandchild. You hang a stocking. You say, we wish her well. This is a guy who gave his blessing to his scumbag son who was banging his dead son's widow. And then his dead son's widow's sister. He got her hooked on drugs and he was... (laughs) had a relationship, Joe Biden and Jill Biden gave them their blessing so they can handle a little dysfunction in the family. That's okay. But their own innocent granddaughter, they don't want to admit she exists. And the story in the New York times, which again, showing some cracks here, Joe, they're turning on you said he's ordered people in the white house to not talk about this girl, to never say he has seven grandkids. That's why Maureen Dowd, that's why the headline is, it's seven grandkids, Mr. President. So he could say, yeah, I got seven grandkids. I got little Navy Joan, four years old in Arkansas, and move on. He, and, and then the media would be happy. They would, they, they, the Republicans wouldn't be able to pounce. But he doesn't do it. He's just such a vile human being that there's something more important than his reputation as a family man. It's like revenge against the, the stripper that his scumbag son knocked up. So you support him, you love him, you say he's the smartest man you know, and you never miss the chance to say how proud you are. I'm not sure what he's proud of. But the kid, the innocent kid, who was brought into the world because of his irresponsible, reckless, drug addict son, you're going to continue to say does not exist. You're going to fight to make sure she doesn't take your name. I, I am at a loss to find a better example a, a better reflection on someone's poor character, on someone's on someone's substance than this. This is the greatest example of a really, really rotten human being. That kid doesn't exist because my scumbag son knocked up a stripper 
one some drug fueled night and she came into the world, beautiful little girl, but I'm going to pretend she doesn't exist because I, I, I don't like the fact that my son did this. What? And then you give fodder to some of your biggest fanboys and fangirls like Maureen Dow, who's, who's, I mean, she didn't even write the column. She quotes her own sister who loved Biden. She was a Republican, of course, the sister, but loved Biden because he was a regular guy and a nice guy. But now she's turned on him. Now she is uh, no longer supports him because of the little grandchild that he denies exists. And by the way, his wife does too. So you have two people, two elderly people, two parents, grandparents, Joe and Jill Biden, who are both such rotten human beings that they will deny the existence of their own grandchild. And I don't get it. Again, you take bribes. It's because you want to get rich because you're greedy because you're venal. Yeah, I mean, you, you, uh, you know, whatever, sniff kids hair. You do it because I don't know, it turns you on. I get the motive on many of his character flaws. I don't get the motive here. How easy he wouldn't have to visit the kid. He wouldn't have to have the kid at the white house. Just hang a stocking. Whatever, you hang a stocking for your dog. So put one up for your youngest granddaughter. No, I'm not going to do it. That is, and you can't come up with a better example, a better look into the soul of a man, or should I say lack of a soul of a man than this. That's the New York Times. Then we have uh, the Atlantic. He just showed it, saying time to step aside. Then we have the uh, Axios piece this morning, if you haven't seen this. It's all about angry Joe throwing tenter, temper tantrums. Uh, and this thing has gone uh, viral because he, the Axios is one of the biggest uh, sock puppets for Joe Biden, one of the biggest lap dogs. Uh, they say in public, Joe Biden likes to whisper to make a point in private. He's prone to yelling behind closed doors. Biden has such a quick temper that some aides try to avoid meeting alone with him. Some take a colleague as a shield against a solo blast. The president's admonitions include, God damn it, how the F don't you know this? Don't effing bullshit me and get the F out of here. According to current and former Biden aides who have witnessed and been on the receiving end of such, such outbursts, listen to this line, the private eruptions paint a more complicated picture of Biden as a manager and president than his carefully cultivated image as a kindly uncle who loves aviator sunglasses and ice cream. Oh, God, is that obnoxious. Okay, quick question. Who has helped cultivate the false image of a kindly uncle with sunglasses and ice cream? That would be Axios. That would be CNN, the New York Times. They're turning on the man now after spending the last three, four years helping him cultivate this fake image, this facade. We, we, and, and we're going to get to the conclusion uh, uh, shortly, but they go through a whole list of him, uh, examples of him yelling at people, screaming at them, rage, yelling at some 23-year-old staffer who wanted him to make fundraising phone calls in the limo, and he told the kid to get the F out of the car. Just a bully, just a bad guy, a bully. Um, and there's a whole bunch of examples, and everybody is uh, talking about this, tweeting about this today. Let me, let me get to Fareed Zakaria because this is my favorite example of the media turning on old Joe, kindly old Uncle Joe, because here's here's the dilemma. You're going to hear it in Fareed Zakaria. This was a exclusive. Joe Biden sat down with CNN over the holiday, and uh, obviously he knew 
he would have to, you know, take his shoes and socks off and let Fareed suck on his toes because that's what he does. This is one of the most shameless stooges lapdogs for the Biden administration. And he he wants to ask about Joe stepping aside, letting someone else run because they're afraid. He's too frail. He's too old. He's too corrupt to win. And they fear more than anything, Trump returning to the White House. That's the biggest fear for all anyone in the mainstream media. They hate Trump with a passion. They don't care that Biden is so compromised. They, they, they need him to either hold on or step aside. Listen to how he sucks up to Biden and then poses a very difficult question. Joe, maybe, uh, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to give someone else a chance. Go ahead, play it. You've often said when people ask you about your age, uh, just watch me. And I think a lot of people do watch you and are impressed and they think you've been a great president. Uh, you've brought the economy back. Uh, you've restored relations with the world. But many of these people do say, and these are ardent supporters of yours, the next thing he should do is step aside and let another generation of Democrats take the baton. Why are they wrong? Well, let me just, I'm not right or wrong. It's, uh, look, let's use the phrase again. I think we're at an inflection point. I think the world is changing, and I think I... Uh, there is one thing that comes with age, if you've been honest about it your whole life, and that is some wisdom. Okay. Fareed, Fareed uh, they think you've been a great president? Who thinks that <laughs> other than you, Fareed? And you've done a great, brought, the back, brought us back on the world stage? He's, he's has us on the brink of World War Three. He's got all these, China developing all these new alliances around the world. Uh, he's got us dependent on energy from the Middle East again, but you've been a great president and they think you're wonderful, but maybe you should give someone else a trance and ride a flexion point. God, he sounds so weak and tired and old, but nothing he says, nothing he says, looks, sounds as bad. I should say sounds as bad as this beach visit looked. This is uncomfortable. And it makes you question the whole administration because some nobody could have told could have told him this is a bad idea. Look at this man. If you're just listening and not watching along, he went to the beach uh, over the Fourth of July, uh, and uh, he is. I mean, he's eighty. He's gaunt. He's frail. He attempts to walk on the sand. He sits by himself. By the way, there's no one around him. Just sitting in a beach chair, looking at his phone. I don't see him putting sunblock or a hat on either. That's a, that's not very advisable. Yeah. There's uh, I guess Jill under the umbrella. Joe is off getting sun and he gets up and he watched, look at this man walk. This, that, 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 that uh, guy, we wanted to think he restored our, our place in the world. People are looking at this around the world saying, Oh my God, Micah, that's the pre- That's the commander in chief. Uh, look at, <laughs> look at him. Who told him this was a good idea? I don't remember too many presidents going shirtless on the beach. It just, it's just not a good look unless you're Robert Kennedy Jr. Again, Donald Trump would never do this. I don't think, uh, you know, too many guys, I mean, obviously Obama did it because he loves himself and he was much younger and he was thin. This guy just looks like he, uh, he, he can't care for himself. He just can't. He, he can't. You wouldn't ever want him to drive. You wouldn't want him responsible for, for anything. He's our commander in chief. And I think we hit a new record for the most shameless defense of Joe Biden. 
And it came after this video appeared. And by the way, lots of people were posting it with a video of Trump at the UFC thing, which was a real good look. The whole place going nuts. All the fighters coming up to him. Uh, Mel Gibson coming up to say hello. Uh, Guy, Guy Fieri was Guy there. Guy Fieri. Oh. You, you, can't, you can't ignore Flavortown. Flavortown was there. Mel Gibson's there, you know, plugging, promoting the movie Sound of Freedom. We'll get to that. Uh, maybe another day. I got to see it. Sounds awesome, but it's done great so far. That was a really good look for, for Trump. That's something, you know, DeSantis couldn't pull off. Obviously Biden couldn't pull off. Only he could pull off having the whole arena going crazy and all these people coming up to him. That was, I think on the same day as this. So a lot of people posted them side to side said, pick your leader, choose your leader. Not a good look for that frail old man, but here it is. Brian Krasenstein of the famous Krasenstein brothers, famous, uh, Influences of social media. Uh, Ironhead has uh, somewhat of an unhealthy obsession with these guys. Don't leave me Uh, alone. He actually tweeted this out. I I was going to retweet it and I said, this can't be real. I was, I wondered if he had a a parody account. This sounds like the AOC parody account or some of the other parodies that are out there. Brian Krasenstein tweets to his, how many followers? He's got 700 something thousand. Let me check who were lots of people mocking Biden for that look on the beach. He actually tweets. He also carried his beach chair and gear himself. So this is the standard. This is how low the bar has gone. A Biden supporter, after looking at that video of that frail old man shuffling around the sand without his shirt on, gave him credit because he carried his own beach chair. It was a strange look. I'll give you this. There's no one around him. He was with Jill and somebody else. And the Secret Service, I guess, was on the periphery. But there, that's the first time we've seen him without his crackhead son in a while. But there was no one around him. It was just him on the beach. And this guy thinks it was a good look. He tells his 750,000 followers that give him credit. The old man carried his own. What does a beach chair weigh? Two pounds. <laughs> and I, I can't find the video. I think it's being scrubbed or something, but he's just dragging it. He's not even picking it oh, up. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Who told him to take his shirt off? First of all, even if you weren't president, it's not good for you. I mean, you're you're old, you're white, you're, I guess you're Irish and pale. I mean, you're not, you're not supposed to be out there in the hot sun. There's a reason your wife is under the umbrella, you idiot, but whatever. Somehow they thought that was a good look. It was going to make him see. And by the way, his running mate, the guy he's running against, and I know he's going to beat him probably, but RFK Jr. Uh, took his shirt off for the very reason to show a contrast, to say, look at me. I'm old, but I'm in shape. I work out. I eat right. I'm, I, you know, I'm got full of energy. Look at me and look at him. Now it probably won't, you know, <laughs> close the gap. It's still Biden by 40 points. But still, you look at Rob F. K. Jr. and say, he's 69, looks great. And you look at this old man, he's 80, and looks just like he's ready for the uh, sunshine home. But uh, that's right. Rich reminds me in the comment line, Joe Rogan, a very influential guy in the uh, in the uh, UFC uh, color, color man at the show on Saturday, uh, uh, met with Trump. If if Joe Rogan endorses Trump, and I think Joe Rogan's going to endorse Robert Kennedy Jr. personally, uh, but then and, you know we'll see what, what kind of effect that has. But I told you before there'd be some some interesting endorsements for RFK Jr. I think he's going to get guys like uh, Bill Maher and Russell Brand and 
Joe Rogan, some of the rogues out there who have a lot of influence. Um, but, uh, you know, no one's going to endorse Joe Biden except, you know, Brian Krasenstein. But uh, all right, that is your list. That is a quite a week, quite a weekend for the Biden. Oh, I'm sorry. We got Jesus. We got to get to this, too. We got to get to this, too. We got to get to the Biden video. I'll, I'll admit it is slightly doctored. I don't care. It's a real video. The only thing I think added was the sniffing, right? Do I have this right? The sniffing sound effect. The sniffing sound effect. So I want to play it anyway. I'm sure you could find the real video, but the sniffing made me laugh out loud. I knew it was added, but so what? It's not the point. The point is how incredibly oblivious and tone deaf he is to think this is not wildly inappropriate at this point when the whole world knows he's a creep and a, and a predator and likes to get really close to strange children. Watch this video that a mother took of Joe Biden interacting with her child. Fortunately, the child is not in the video, but look at the face. If you're watching along, if you haven't seen it yet, I Google it, find it. And obviously the Biden defenders out there, the Krasensteins, they defended by saying it was doctored. Yes, they added the sniffing, which I thought was funny. But even without the sniffing, I saw it without the sniffing. It's almost as bad. And he says one line that you hear from all. Mm, child predators. You heard it. You heard it. I'm sure from Larry Nasser. You know, you heard it from Jared from Subway. You heard it from uh, Jeffrey Epstein. You name it. That's the line you hear from all of them. Let's listen and watch. Don't tell mommy what I told you. You got it. Oh, my God. He's, he leans in, and instead of playing whatever he whispered to the little girl, he said they added the sniffing. But sniffing aside, he's leaning in and whispering into the ear of a little girl. I think she was like seven. And then he says, don't tell mommy what I told you. Don't tell mommy. You imagine being... Whatever, Barack Obama, whoever, the puppeteers behind this this cadaver. Imagine being whoever, chief of staff, Jill. You see this thing go viral? Him leaning in, saying, let me tell you a secret, little girl. Don't tell mommy. Does it get any creepier? No. He can't help himself. His son can't stop snorting coke, and the father can't stop sniffing children remarkably creepy. That's the guy that uh, we're supposed to think got 81 million votes and is, you know, going to do it again in November, 2024. You got to be kidding. There's your contrast. Biden with uh, Dana White. See, I mean, Biden Trump with Dana White. And you know what? Trump, I, I often wonder, does he ever, you know, take off the suit and tie? I mean, we see him in golf course, but other than the suit, other than the golf course, you never see him out of the, Suit, blue suit, red tie. Here's why. Here's why you can't live like a normal guy. You can't go to the beach and shuffle around with the old man shuffle. You can't. It's a terrible look, not just for the country, for the world. Taiwan is supposed to look at that and say, yeah, we got a strong leader on our side. Defender, the leader of the free world is on our side. Maybe he'll send us some cluster bombs. You know what? We've got a thousand things to get to and not nearly enough time. I haven't even 
told you, yeah, we need that ammunition, uh, ammunition cut. This is amazing. Remarkable. Joe Biden, obviously, uh, is invested in Ukraine in more ways than one. He's, he's never going to let this war end. He doesn't care how many women and children die. He wants this war to rage on. He wants to escalate it every chance he gets. He's sending cluster bombs to Ukraine, which, again, are have a high casualty, civilian casualty rate. Again, 120 countries have banned them. Uh, we have denounced the use of them, the United States. Biden has, Jen Psaki has denounced the use of cluster bombs, you know, when the Russians used them. But now we're going to use them. Ukraine's going to use them, and they're okay. That's not the most disturbing part. What does he say when he's asked about it? Is this the cut where he says we're out of ammo? Yep. Let's listen. We're in a situation where Ukraine continues to be brutally attacked across the board by munitions, by these cluster munitions that are have dud rates that are very, very low, I mean, very high, that are dangerous to civilians, number one. Number two, uh, the Ukrainians are running out of ammunition. Uh, the ammunition, uh, they used to call them 155 millimeter weapons. This is a, this is a war relating to munitions and uh, the running out of those that ammunition and we're low on it and so what i finally did took the we're low on ammunition we're low on ammunition again 800 and i don't know 75 billion dollar budget bigger than the in the top 10 countries on defense spending we're number one of course i believe three times the size of china the next nine countries combined don't equal what we spend on defense and we're low on ammunition. <laughs> How is that possible? How is that possible? Tell him, tell me again, Fareed, how he's been a great president and the whole world respects us again. These people are insane, but don't tell mommy. Don't tell mommy. <laughs> oh, what a day. What a week. All right. We got more to get to. She's uh, don't let me, f- we, we, you know what? We should get to the, uh, before we uh, move on and get to uh, Tucker with Russell Brand, some other things. The one thing that brings it, makes us all hesitate when we say this old man must go, this old corrupt man must go. He is not fit for office anymore. This trip to London and to uh, Lithuania, just wait, Ironhead. You be ready tomorrow. He is staggering and stumbling around. He's going to say something really stupid in the next two days. Here he is. If you're watching along, uh, Prince Charles, I'm sorry, King Charles, these two halfwits, geriatric halfwits meet. They give each other a little uh, arm hug and watch Charles try to take him. Oh, my goodness. He can't walk. Now watch him go up the stairs. It takes all his concentration, all his energy to traverse two steps. Watch. Oh. Oh my God, I could do it. I could do it. Oh, he's going to fall backwards. No, he doesn't. Then he salutes someone and uh, off they go to discuss climate change. By the way, they've changed the staircase at Air Force One. Have you seen that? Yeah, he they gets on the bottom of the plane. <laughs> they, got a, they got a little kitty staircase. Yeah. He couldn't handle the 20 steps. So now he's got like five or six steps and he goes into the luggage compartment to get out of the plane. <laughs> Again. Bad look when your president can't climb the stairs onto Air Force One. They added a sign too that says, "Be careful." He can't walk Here straight he, either, and he, he in this video he almost goes into a flower bed until he's directed to go look, away from it. Prince Charles is again his vis, his his visiting angel today. She's he's uh 
I'm sorry, King Charles. I don't want to disrespect the king. And he's escorting him to what? To look at some flowers? I know he almost walks into them. <laughs> oh, geez, he did. Oh, my God. He's just a lost soul. If he weren't such a rotten human being, you'd feel bad. You'd feel sorry for him. But he has one thing going for him today, as he does every day, is uh, if they 25th Amendment him, if they, you know, Section 8 him, say he just can't do it, or or if he, uh, uh, if this bribery scandal, if they actually uncover it, if they actually can, uh, if Jim Comer, James Comer in the House and whoever else is on the level here can break this thing wide open and he must go get impeached. He's got one thing going for him. He has the worst vice president in American history, a lower approval rating than Joe Biden. Let's do Kamala and then we'll get to uh, Shay. We'll get to a few other things. Uh, oh, if we have time, ready? Let's, let's Kamala on culture. Is that the cut we got here? I it. Yeah. <laughs> Watch, listen to this word salad from this absolute nitwit. Go ahead. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we, have, we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. What? Whoa. Whoa. Just one thing. I don't what, it comes in the morning and she starts laughing. What am I missing? Is that some kind of music lyric or something? I don't think so. I just think there's another example of her talking without knowing where she's going. <laughs> what comes in the morning? Joy? Joy comes in the, oh, whatever. She is just so bad at the job. I will say this. I had a great weekend. Great week off. I know you did too. I had nobody had a better week than, uh, than Gavin Newsom. He had the best week. He just kicked back probably somewhere at some resort in Cabo or something on his private jet and just watched from a distance and said, the plan is unfolding as just as I'd hoped. Ron DeSantis is getting crushed by Trump. Uh, Gavin Newsom is just waiting for that old man to fall and break a hip and, and that nitwit half uh, uh, vice president to just implode. And then he steps in the breach anyway, and it'll be a disaster for the country. But, uh, it it make it makes it seem like if you're a Democrat and you you know like the way the country's going, you like open borders, you like inflation, you like war, and you you get Gavin Newsom, you're so relieved because he can actually speak a complete sentence. He can actually you know go to the beach and not embarrass himself. And I don't know, maybe he has a family member as corrupt as Hunter, but I doubt it. All right, let me do Shay, and then we'll get to uh, my girl Megan stepping aside and uh, the Jin Yellen appearance in China. You thought. Biden or Kamala was the most embarrassing moment of the week off from a, a Biden administration official. Well, you were wrong. The little Dr. Seuss character who is our, uh, our uh, whatever she is, fun, uh, what do you call it? Head of the Fed, uh, Federal Reserve, whatever she, no, she's, uh, I'll get her title, but let me do Shay. Uh, 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 excuse me. 
As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, don't forget, uh, reminder, Ironhead always reminding me, Callahan Coffee, the best coffee around. I guarantee it's better than whatever you're drinking now. If it's not Callahan Coffee, try this. And you'll, you'll say it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Go to CallahanCoffee.com. Reasonably priced. Everyone loves it. Dark, rich, flavorful. Gives you a little pick-me-up. Uh, Ironhead drinks like a gallon a day. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I got two cold. gallons in my fridge at all times of cold brew. Oh, I love that. I love good, dark, iced coffee in the summer. Nothing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to CallahanCoffee.com. You will not be disappointed. Our uh, Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, went to China to visit with their vice chair. By the way, everybody's going to China. No, no Chinese guys are coming here. We're so subservient at this point. It's kind of embarrassing. But watch as she greets him and count the nods. I don't even think, why are you supposed to bow? Anyway, what do you, one, wait, one, two, three, uh, three and a half. <laughs> and then a little head nod. Three and a half bows. She's like four feet tall. He's towering over her. This is supposed to be our representative. This is humiliating. She's bowing to the leader, one of the leaders of the country that gave us COVID, that gave us fentanyl, that gave us a spy balloon, that Build, that's building a spy facility in Cuba. She's bowing to that guy on his turf. There is nothing, nothing from this administration to make you feel good about this country. Truly, truly embarrassing. I, I don't think we have time. We definitely don't have time to play all of Tucker with Russell Brand. I will just tell you, it is excellent. Tucker is coming back stronger than ever. Here's the conclusion. I listened to the whole thing. It was the best podcast I heard on our week off. Uh, and I, and I recommend you listen to the whole thing. Tucker is motivated. He's sharp as hell. And when you're done listening, here's my answer to why you got fired. It could have been anything. He went to all the dangerous places. In fact, he says that there will be no cable host. I think it's a stance on, the most likely reason is his stance on Ukraine. He's against the war. He criticizes Zelensky. He points out that Zelensky canceled the election, that he imprisoned priests and nuns, that he's not a beacon of democracy. That's verboten. Uh, Zelensky had dinner with the Murdochs a month before Tucker got fired. That to me is the most likely reason. But he also talks about, you know, the COVID story, the, the censoring COVID. He talks about January 6th and he tells a story that's just mind blowing. He says he interviewed Stephen's son, the Capitol Hill police chief who told him that there were many federal agents in the crowd on February, on January 6th. 
And he said the interview never aired. He did it toward the end of his time. It was getting ready to air. They fired Tucker and didn't air the interview. So January 6th, Ukraine, you take your pick. He went places he wasn't supposed to go, unapproved places that nobody else on cable news goes to. And it cost him his job. And he's pretty damn comfortable with it because he's, you know, obviously he's on Twitter now, which is great, but he's coming back in some form. And I can't imagine unfiltered, unedited Tucker with all he has to say. Do we have time to play a little of it? Sure. Why not? Go ahead. The only reason I ever got involved in commenting on it was, I mean, we did a show that night saying, well, this is awful, right? What happened was the lying about it was immediate. This was a racist, white supremacist insurrection. Well, okay. There was no indication to this day that race had anything to do with it at all. Like nothing. These are people who thought the election was stolen from them. There's some evidence they were right. We could debate that, but that's what they thought. That's a meaningful thing. If you've got a big population in your country that doesn't believe that your elections are on the level, you need to figure out a way to convince them that the elections are on the level or else you can't have democracy because it's a faith-based system. So that was the first thing I noticed. There was no effort at all to convince people, actually, electronic voting machines are secure, which they are not. By the way, that's a lie. In any country that has electronic voting machines is by definition at risk of having its election stolen. By definition, no country that cared about democracy would have electronic voting machines, okay? First thing. But no one even, and by the way, many Democrats have made that point, not now, but Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, there was no effort to reassure anybody. They immediately used it as a cudgel to make their political opponents shut up and in a lot of cases to send them to jail. So I noticed this, I'm like, wait a second, nobody here is operating in good faith at all. They're just immediately lying, with maximum aggression. And anyone who asks questions about it, like me, and if you could go back and look at the tape, my first five shows on January 6th were like, well, yeah, it's bad, but I don't think you're telling the truth about what actually happened. Shut up, <laughs> racist! <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's always the key for me. If It's like an infection. You know it's infected when it hurts. You press it, Ugh, you recoil. They immediately recoiled when you asked any questions about January 6th. And that was a tip off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S. law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought there was it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, And then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, in an interview that was never aired on Fox. By the way, I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stevenson was the totally non-political, worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right-wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That crowd was filled with federal agents. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's, um, that's just one of many moments where just you go, wait, I said, hold the phone here. Interview the Capitol head of the Capitol police. He said there were the crowd was filled with federal agents. They never aired it and they fired him, man. There was, that was just one bombshell after another. You could take your pick of reasons. They got rid of him. It just, he, they couldn't control him. He's a dangerous man, which is why he's so popular. And you're not going to get that, you know, from Sean Hannity or, or uh, whatever, uh, Jesse waters, uh, I guess if you do, they'll get fired too. They fired him. And they didn't air the interview. I, I, when the police chief says that there were all kinds of federal agents, 
And I have to say, Russell Brand did a great job on this because he shut up. I thought I was going to listen to this. He loves to talk. God knows. He's full of energy and he loves to rant. And he he didn't. He got out of the way. He asked questions and he shut up. And Tucker went on and on. It was an excellent interview. I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, I'm, I'm a big Russell Brand fan. I used to hate his guts. The world has just gone nuts. You know, it's gone nuts. <laughs> Tucker's out of work. I'm a big Russell Brand, Bill Maher fan. I'm believing in all these crazy conspiracy theories, but what the hell? They did it to me. It's not my fault. They did it to They made me a conspiracy theorist. All right, we don't have time to get to Purplehead Kaepernick, Megan Rapinoe, announcing her retirement again. Oh, what a shame. What a sad day. Anyway, we will leave it there. And our, this, was a, this was a big show, man. I don't know how we squeezed it all in less than an hour, Iron Ed. I know. We could have kept going easily, I think. Oh, uh, well, we'll be back tomorrow. I promise we'll have more. We hell, we'll have some leftovers for today and much, much more. Can't wait. The investigation is wrapping up today of the cocaine in the White House. Gee, let me guess who's going to, who are they going to blame Hunter's cocaine? Who they say was the person who left Hunter's cocaine in the White House? Who are they going to blame? Some construction worker? If we wait long enough, he'll definitely post a picture of him admitting it by accident. So. <laughs> no shit. Think, think of it. We don't have the manifesto, the Tranavesto from uh, Tennessee. We don't have the Epstein client list. That's what we're going to get to tomorrow. We have an Epstein victim who's telling her story, and it is mind-blowing that nobody has been named, nobody's been arrested, nobody's been caught up in this other than Ghislaine and this these poor girls. It's a mind-blowing scandal. The Epstein client list, the manifesto, the, the, the Hunter's Coke, one cover-up after another. And we will be here to scream about it. But that'll do it for today. Thanks to everyone for listening and commenting. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.